0: Hello, superstars. Welcome back to another edition of Awesome Overflow. This is the Awesome Overflow for March 2021. We're about to put the third month of 2021 to bed. I can hardly believe it. I am so thrilled this month to be joined by Rebecca Hoffer. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Meg. Hello, superstars. You know, every month we like to... Just share with you guys a little behind the scenes stuff. The awesome overflow is where we catch up. We respond to, you know, current episodes. We talk about whatever is going on in our personal lives. It's truly as if you came over and were having coffee with us and we were just catching up on all of the things. So this month, Rebecca had a very awesome idea to ask you guys, you superstars who are in our superstar hangout group on Facebook, hey, what do you all want to hear about this month? By the way, if you are a superstar and you have not joined us in the Superstar Hangout, please come and join us. Uh It's so great. It's so much smaller than the main Hangout. We have really in-depth conversations. We get a lot more personal. And Rebecca, I don't know about you, but I have found that if I ask a question in the main Hangout group, I get like 50 comments in and I'm like, I'm really overwhelmed right now. And <laughs> so this... It's not what I was hoping for. But if I ask in the superstars group where it is a it's more uh, intimate, it's smaller, I get, you know, a reasonable number of comments and I feel like okay, now I can live my life a little bit better. Do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And also, too, sometimes it just feels like you can go there with maybe your more personal questions. You know, I right, had, right, right. I had some parenting puberty questions that I was asking recently and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to put this in the Main hangout group. I can trust the superstars with this information. And so, yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, both groups are great. Yeah. Man, if you are a superstar, join us in the smaller hangout group. It's Seriously,
0: it, it is so great. It's facebook.com slash groups slash SA superstars. Come find us there. Okay. So Rebecca, we do have some very fantastic questions from our superstars. They are you guys are such an amazing group. Um, And you always have really good topic ideas. I feel like every single time we open up a thread to ask questions for an awesome overflow. I'm like that that'd be a good episode. That'd be a good episode. Like, Forget just the overflow.
1: Well, yeah. So if we don't answer your question, it might be coming in more long-form content. So just hang tight.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. You guys are really good podcast producers. So everybody sort of pat yourself on the back right now for that. Um, We have so much that we want to cover today. So we're going to dive right in. We're going to start right at the top with a question from Superstar Sarah. She asked simply, what are you reading? What have you been reading lately? Rebecca, this reminds (laughs) me that you recently, like, completely left so many people hanging, so many people craving an answer from you. When you confessed on a recent confessions episode on the main show, that you were reading a book that made you cry during the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That you had an absolute fall apart over it. You would not reveal the name of it.
1: Right. Out of love and respect for the listeners. I did not want anybody to subject themselves to this book. And people are so mad at me.
0: (laughs) Yes! Starting that day, and I bet even continuing on, you are getting messages like, Rebecca, tell me the name of the book.
1: I even had an awesome say, okay, I really could use a good cry. Can you like tell me the book? Because I know you think I don't want to cry, but I actually (laughs) do want to cry. Yeah no okay but i'm gonna i'm gonna share it here with the superstars you guys this is so embarrassing (laughs) there okay i was not just trying to protect the awesomes i was also trying to protect myself a little bit from complete and utter embarrassment guys it was a harry styles fan fiction novel (laughs)
0: I'm literally rubbing my hands together with delight and glee. Megheeds, is- you have <laughs> ruined me.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Another one to the dark side. I'm so proud of myself right now. Um tell us more about this though.
1: Okay. The book is called Who Names the Colors. It is an age gap romance, an alternate universe fan fiction. So it's Harry Styles based character and a woman in her 40s. It is her. She is newly divorced and she had a son really, really young. And this is his her son's best friend. Harry is her Mm -hmm. son's best friend.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they end up that she's a professor of art mm. and painting uh, is her main mm-hmm. form of medium, her main medium. And he ends up being her student. You know, I have a thing for teacher student romance.
0: You consensual, age appropriate teacher student yes. romance. Consensual, completely legal, maybe morally questionable. <laughs> I don't know. Ethically questionable, but completely legal, fully consenting adults teacher-student is it's the sweet spot for you
1: <laughs> harry styles teacher-student romance fanfic are you kidding me and it broke me guys it broke me i'm not we don't need to go into all the details of the story but it broke me i don't suggest reading it unless you are
0: prepared to be gutted and who who wants to do that
1: well meg you 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 volunteered. I
0: did. I did. did. And I didn't get very far into it, and I'll tell you why in in a minute. But um, do you feel like this is a good read-alike for people that enjoyed the idea of you?
1: Okay. There are a lot of comparisons to the idea of you. Okay. And I talked to my friend, also superstar supporter, Kara, in depth about this book, and we drew many parallels to the idea of you. yes but it's also a little bit more complicated than the idea of you gotcha gotcha i, I was trying to figure out which one did i like better you know cuz both of them broke me and um i don't know i can kind of go back and forth i think i think i may have liked the idea of you a little better
0: and we talked about this as you were reading and this is sort of part of the fanfic experience. We talked about the fact that sometimes because, you know, fanfic authors may have beta readers, they may have, you know, readers that kind of like are helping them along the way, but they don't usually have like an actual editor. In fact, they're largely wildly unedited. And to me, and I've read, obviously, many published books, but I've read a lot of fanfic. To me, that's where the biggest distinction is, is so often I'll be reading a a fic and I'll be like, this is such a good story, but man, it needs an editor just to kind of keep the story on the rails to chop off some of the sections that lag, it really speaks to the value. So many books that you love, you probably love because it had a good editor. Um, And so I can kind of see how you might lean a little bit more towards the idea of you, just in terms of the reading experience, maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I – there's also things that I don't actually want to fully give away in case there's like one lone superstar out there that's like mm, <laughs> maybe I do want this for this. I don't know. Yeah. I am so curious if any superstars have dipped their toes into fan fiction since your, you know, dissertation that you presented to all of <laughs> us, <laughs> <laughs> or if it's just me. Um, yeah, no. It was. It's very long. It's a long book, and I. So many fan fictions are quite lengthy. Speaking well, of Meg, yep, you yep. abandoned Who Names the Colors. Uh, yes, you, were, I you did. were going to, you you volunteered to walk through that fire with me and then you yep. abandoned it because.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, because if you guys remember on The Sword of Spicy, where I talked about fangirling for fandoms, I mentioned a prolific fanfic from the Harry Potter universe of Fix called All the Young Dudes. I mentioned that it's over 500,000 words, which means it is longer than Stephen King's It, which if you've ever, if you've ever seen and held that book, you know it is significant. You know it is weighty. And I talked about how my daughter AJ had read it. I've never read it. She wants me to read it. Well. Yeah, so I'd started the one you suggested, the the Break Your Heart When, the Harry Styles Alternative Universe. But then a friend of mine who is an awesome, who is a superstar, I'm not going to name her in case she does not want to be associated with this. <laughs> but she texted me and said, okay, I'm starting all the young dudes. And I was like, all right, well, this is it. This is my time. I'm finally going to read it. So I started reading it. Um All the young dudes, and I think I might have mentioned this on that episode, I'll say it again, it tells the story of the Marauders. So it's Remus Lupin, um, James Potter, Sirius Black, and Peter Pettigrew in their years at Hogwarts in the 70s. It is a blend of like calling forward, I guess, instead of calling back, calling forward to what will eventually become... Potterverse canon. Um, It's also like the 70s in England. There's a ton of um, allusion to and and use of rock lyrics from like Queen and David Bowie, all kinds of stuff. It's so good, Rebecca. It's so good. I'm troubled by how this is not the actual prequel to the Harry Potter stories. Now I will say The reason this might be a little controversial for people is because the main ship, the relationship in All the Young Dudes, is what's known as uh, Wolfstar, which is the relationship between Sirius Black and Remus Lupin. (laughs) Are you crying? (laughs) Are you literally crying? I am. I am crying.
1: Try not to laugh. Meg, why (laughs) are people paying us for this content?
0: (laughs) So many superstars are asking themselves that very question right now. Um, We have such
1: specific, (laughs) narrow taste. And for some reason... We think that people beyond you and I uh-huh. want to hear about it. I seriously, oh my goodness, I'm crying my makeup off. Oh, this is so funny. This is, oh my word. Yep.
0: You this guys, embarrassing. You guys, if you were privy to Rebecca and I's personal texts to each other, this is where we live. So, our conversation right now is just a natural outflow of that.
1: Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Wolfstar, is that where you are?
0: <laughs> yes, Wolfstar is like a major ship. Um, <laughs> Because Remus Lupin is a werewolf. And Sirius Black, the star part comes because Sirius... <laughs> Constellation oh my gosh um okay, I'm trying to be serious about okay. my very serious I know. long I
1: care five hundred thousand words deeply I really do I just am shocked anybody else does, okay. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay, keep going.
0: No, I care a lot. Okay. Well, I'll just say this. Um it's so good and it, I I feel the heartbreak. This is the this is the tie into your um your fic experience as well is because as my friend who's the superstar texted me, it's it's getting a little hard to read because like everybody knows like everybody's going to die. Oh, Everyone geez. dies. Okay. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, that's, that's actual canon in the part of, in the Potterverse. And so, like, I have this growing sense of dread and yet I can't stop reading it. And so, um, it's difficult. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? And I'm thinking about you so much as I'm reading it. Um, that's probably enough about that. Sarah, I hope that answers your question. You're like, I'm so freaking glad I asked. I haven't read any published books. For a while, because I've been working through all the young dudes. But Rebecca, you've been reading some, some published works why don't you tell us what you've been reading okay
1: so first of all i'm going to be on the currently reading podcast here very soon in which i do talk about some of my recent reads um i had the privilege of talking with katie all about romance shocker and also i just started last night let's see what is the name of the book i just started it is by christina lauren the team writing duo that I absolutely love. I've loved so many of their books. Um, I'm starting the Honey Don't List. Okay. Um, I literally just started it last night. I have no reviews for you. (laughs) But um, I'm reading it, and I have been really enjoying having a bit of a reading buddy. How is your reading buddy experience with this this fanfic.
0: This Anon- <laughs> anonymous, anonymous superstar. Anonymous fanfic, yeah. She can absolutely reveal who she is in the group if she wants to. But um it's so fun. It's so fun. The only thing is like I accidentally spoiled like a major part of it because I thought she was ahead of me, but she wasn't. That part was a little tricky, but I've done buddy reads in the past before with Kara Pence, who's also a superstar, um, and with Lee Kramer. I've I've done a little read-along with people. It is so fun to me. It adds so much to the reading experience because you can process as you're going through. You can process at the end together. I love it. I love a buddy read.
1: It's like my new favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of can't imagine that I ever read without it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, while we're talking about some very specific interests that we have, Kelly, superstar Kelly Braun wanted to know about you, Rebecca, your feelings about how The Bachelor finished. Mm-hmm. Um, final Rose, New Bachelorette, No Chris Harrison, all of the things. Give us a rundown as we close out the season of The Bachelor, which I guess is over now. So,
1: Yeah, it is over. It's been over for like... I think like two weeks now and I usually do some sort of commentary on my Instagram stories and I haven't done anything yet. It's kind of my goal to get that done. So maybe I'll actually, by the time this comes out, maybe I'll said something, but I've just been holding back because I feel like it's so tricky to talk about. I, I really, really appreciated Emmanuel and how he did replacing Chris Harrison in the after the final rose. Um, they talked about race so frankly and bluntly in ways that we have needed i think in this country and have needed on this show in particular if if you didn't watch the the premise basically is um our first black bachelor Black, Yes. So th- we've had a black bachelorette, but this is our first black bachelor, Matt James. He ended up picking Rachel Kirklinnell in the end. And some things had come out after the taping of her having some questionable uh, social media um, hmm. content. Some things of celebrating the old South and, um, you know, what might seem harmless to one person. You you say, okay, well, but you're now fiancé or boyfriend, they didn't actually get engaged, who would he have represented during that mm. old South that you're celebrating, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it's just, it's so nuanced and so, such like raw, you yes. know, vulnerability that everybody was really <clears throat> trying to dig into. So Chris Harrison was replaced because he had done an interview with Rachel Lindsay that frankly was... Not great, pretty insensitive, and so they brought on Emmanuel. Uh, mm, what's his last name? Acho. Uh, yes, something. Is that like right? That. Something. Okay. Like, yes. If that's not right, you're very, very close. Okay. And so he did a great job. He did a great job. One thing that I feel like he really did is he he really pressed Matt and asked him a lot of questions that I think weren't necessarily questions maybe that Emmanuel had, but questions that Emmanuel anticipated that a white audience may have had. And and I kind of wonder how that may have made Matt uncomfortable. Um, it, we've heard a lot of people say it's not up to the black people to always be educating. The white right. people about racism, and I, th- I felt like there was a lot of that that was happening, and that that was actually a big basis of even why. So Matt and Rachel had broke up, um, and I feel like that's that was kind of the big thing that Matt was saying is this is something that Rachel needs to grow and learn in, and like she needs to do that on her own. Basically, say right. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sign up to teach her everything she needs to know about racism and um you know she's potentially would be like the mother of my black children this is this is concerning so anyway the whole thing is tricky i'm not quite sure how to exactly speak to it i feel like it's also nuanced but overall there just was a lot of sadness i think on the end of the episode um But I hope that it was an educating and eye-opening experience uh, for the audience. Yeah. I truly truly hope so. Yeah. Uh, So they also announced that there are going to be two Bachelorettes, two different seasons. A bonus Bachelorette season is going to be coming. So we have Katie is going to be first. And then I think there's going to be a Bachelor in Paradise season. And then um, Michelle is going to be um The Bachelor after that. So And
0: we're we're both of those women in Matt's season.
1: Yes. So okay. Katie is a white girl who had brought a dildo onto night one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Katie. Welcome I, to the party.
1: I'm excited for Katie because she the way that she talked to people, it's like, hmm, has Katie been in therapy? Like, she seems to really Ooh. know how to handle conflict and how to talk to people and mm-hmm. offer grace and healthy perspective. So I really liked that about Katie. She's also wildly popular on TikTok. So that'll be interesting to see. And then Michelle. So Michelle will be the second Black Bachelorette that we've had. And she was down to the final two with me this oh, okay. season. And I... I'm happy about Michelle as well. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how much more personality comes out
0: with her. Yeah, later. Sure. On. So. Yeah, I've seen that just in the in the past recent. I didn't watch Matt's season, but you know, I've watched, I've caught a few recent ones. It does seem like somebody that you you kind of don't know what to expect from their personality always when they're one of the contestants, but then they come on as the lead, and then you really get to see their personality shine. So yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. getting kind
1: of tired of this show. It just is like I don't know. Yeah. Ah, it seems like its problematic tendencies are just catching up with it mm. in like gotcha. in, in like kind of an ugly way. You know, like we used to be able to kind of like brush some things under the rug, like ah, feminism. Well, oh well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and now it's like it's getting it's ah, it's just it's getting to be a bit much, and I'm not sure it's doing a great job.
0: So. Got it, I I get that. That makes so much sense. And so yes, Bachelor Nation, big big things, big shakeups, and all kinds of things happening over there for sure. So. Um, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I think I'm going to take the next one. Uh, you can absolutely answer this too. Uh, so Grace asked, well, she said, spring feels super duper extra hopeful to me this year. What's something that each of you are looking forward to? So I have two things that are sort of awesome related that I'm so looking forward to uh, this spring. The first one, this is a big spoiler. This is a big behind the scenes. You guys, we are going to do a big sort of awesome branding refresh. We, uh, through Colleen, who is our amazing guru of all things marketing and growing the show right now, connected us with a, a graphic designer who has put together a logo that I feel like we're all pretty much in love with Rebecca. Does that feel right? I am
1: obsessed with this <laughs> logo, <laughs> Me and too. I think I think the whole team is. I think yeah. we are obsessed with this logo. It's going to be so good.
0: Yep, it's definitely taking us back to our roots. Going back to your roots is a big message I feel like I'm getting from the universe a lot it's since 2021 began, and I feel like this logo is a huge embodiment of that. So I'm very, very excited about that. Once we get that whole rebrand in, in place, we really are going to be pushing ahead with inviting more and more people to come and join us as awesome. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Also, at the beginning of March, we wrapped up the very first sort of awesome cohort. It's called Waking Up Awesome. 10 incredible women joined me for that eight week experience. It was in a lot of ways, it was different than what I, how I thought it was going to be, but in so many ways it turned out better. Um, I'm so thrilled with the experience that we got to have together that we're continuing to have together, even though our Zoom gatherings, part of that cohort, um, have ended. There's still so much that we are kind of, um, discovering and talking about together. So I'm very excited that um, as soon as I can get my P type self to put some dates on the calendar that we'll <laughs> be going in for round two of cohort offerings. Um I'll put a link in the show notes to this. If you missed it, I have a special email list that is just for people who are interested in being part of a sort of awesome cohort. Um, and those are the people who will get the first you know, the first drop date, all of that information to sign up for the cohort. I cannot remember like the sign up link for it. Uh, so I'll put it in the show notes for this episode so you can click over if you did not get on that list. But I'm very, very excited. This small group stuff, Rebecca, it feeds my soul. It nourishes me at the deepest level. I love connections. I love he- hearing people's stories. I love seeing people go through moments of epiphany and growth and change. And I love seeing that in my own life. So it it just turned out so amazing. And I'm so thrilled that we're going to get to do it again. So those are two things I'm looking forward to.
1: Well, I think this is fantastic because, you know, worst case scenario, you walk away from this and you're like, oh, my word, it was a disaster. I'm too scared to ever do this again. (laughs) And this is like best case scenario. You're happy, you're satisfied, you're energized to do it again I think it's
0: great. Thank you. It was really, really fun to do that. So, yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to this spring?
1: Well, I'm looking forward to my kids getting out of my house. (laughs) Mm, Yes. (laughs) One thing that was an unexpected benefit of last spring with everything being shut down and the kids being home from school was rediscovering the joy of May weather. I just felt like... Holy smokes, May in Pennsylvania has got to be the best month. Mm, And I feel like normally we would maybe be busy with things like, you know, end of school year things and, you know, maybe sports or whatnot. And the kids would come home from school and then they would be, you know, tired and kind of want to zone out. Maybe want some TV time or something. But then last year, it's like, well, my kids are home all the time and they just spent hours and hours outside. And I, my goal is to never forget how fabulous Pennsylvania May can be. And I just want to like kick my kids out of the
0: house yes. and have them
1: enjoy the spring weather.
0: Absolutely. I, I get that so much. And I think there is so much value in just like, telling them, just like, go outside, go find something to do, make up something to do. The twins, because they're just like, you know, constant playmates, they're actually pretty good at that, about just going out there and they wander off and who knows what all they make up. And now Nico's big enough to toddle alongside them and <laughs> they get into all kinds of mischief out there for sure. Um, Since we're talking about this spring, a frequent theme of questions in the Superstars Hangout group of uh, questions for this overflow, people just kind of want to check in with us because we've definitely been checking in with you guys all along the way, how we're coping with the pandemic, quarantine life, all of those things. Well, now we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I will say that here in Oklahoma, just this week, Oklahoma is open for anyone who wants to be vaccinated, all adults, the phases are over, everyone, vaccines for all here in Oklahoma. I know other states are beginning to hit that mark as well. And so the tricky thing is obviously that this is happening region by region, so not everybody is there yet. But I do think um, several superstars just kind of wanted to hear where are we on this like maybe beginning to transition out of quarantine life and out of the pandemic. Uh, Let's talk about vaccines, Rebecca, what's the vaccine situation, um, in Pennsylvania. And also, you know, if it's not too personal to talk about, you certainly don't have to, but is, is that something that you're going to be in line for?
1: Well, yes. And, and honestly, getting the vaccine is on my spring, uh, list of something that I am looking forward to. Um, Pennsylvania is still in, like, the early stages of release, so you still have to meet, like, some pretty strict requirements, and I feel like I'm never going to get
0: the (laughs) vaccine.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I am under 40. I don't have any pre-existing medical conditions, nothing I have to take medication for on a regular basis, or at least nothing known of at this point in my life. Um, I don't have a job that requires me to even leave the house. And so I feel like I'm at the bottom of the list. And I'm so excited for Oklahoma. But yeah, gosh, darn it. I feel like my time is not coming fast enough. Yes, o- Originally, I thought um I am not going to rush out to get this vaccine. Like I hope that other people in my life get it, the people who are high risk, but I'm not so sure. I'm hesitant. And then mm-hmm. I just have to tell you, like my 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 tune changed. I mm. I just feel like this is the light at the end of, end of a very dark tunnel and mm. I'm really just holding on to that and I want to be part of it. Um yeah. all along throughout this entire process my biggest fear has always been my family getting somebody else sick and contributing to the spread more so than being scared about if we get it. And part of that is, is some privilege of some good health in our family. Like I, I I didn't, I know that people um, got very sick and people have died with very few health concerns. Um, You know, the least vulnerable have even really suffered from covid however i i just haven't really had that big of a fear about covid actually being in my house as much as me thinking about oh but who who could we pass who could we have just seen you know and who could we have just passed it on to and so to think of myself as being vaccinated and family members being vaccinated it just feels like a weight off my shoulders and it's something i'm really excited about. So Nate already has been vaccinated. Um because of his job, he was able to get vaccinated. Um and some of our family has gotten vaccinated and so i'm really thankful for that and excited about it. Nate um so he got the Moderna shot and the first time cuz i think people also ask like about Uh, You know, if you were vaccinated, like, how did that go for you?
0: Mm -hmm. And um,
1: so he he got the Moderna shot. And the first time his arm hurt pretty bad. You know how sometimes it, you know, you get a tetanus shot and even your arm hurts. So his arm hurt pretty bad. The second shot seems to be the one that people react to the strongest then. Mm -hmm. And his arm hurt incredibly bad. He said it felt like somebody smashed his arm with a hammer. It hurts. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have heard people saying that they were getting like fevers and aches and chills. Now, my husband didn't experience that, but he also was taking Tylenol on a regular basis just for the arm pain. So it's possible that maybe he would have felt feverish if he hadn't been medicating um, for the arm pain. Uh, but he just felt fatigued. He was working from home that day. He had some some video meetings, some virtual meetings. He attended those fine. But then the rest of the day, he pretty much was kind of laying low. So I'm not particularly concerned about those types of side side effects from the vaccine. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just excited to get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, this is part of, um, doing what we need to do to get things back to somewhat normal or, you know, just to get out of our houses and, and be able to do the things that we want to do again. I of course have my, um, parents here in town who are in very poor health i were i've worried about them this whole time um they neither of them ended up getting sick and they're both vaccinated now um and so that's been a huge relief that has been such a relief i am like you i've obviously i've been kind of watching with um you know Loving jealousy as people <laughs> are <laughs> yeah. sharing on social media yeah. that they were able to get the vaccine. Um But I, and I was just like, I'm just, I, I'm going to wait until it is my time here in Oklahoma. And again, you know, like we didn't have a very smooth rollout at the beginning. People were having, like here in Oklahoma City, people were driving hours away out into small towns to get vaccinated. But then it was like, there was like a tipping point. And I don't understand, I'm sure like somebody in public health could explain how and why this happened. But like the momentum just kept building and it was, the phases were going faster and faster until all of a sudden yesterday, it was like, surprise, Oklahomans, everybody can go and get it. Another thing that helped is we had some, um, we had at least one private lab who was offering them. And then also here in Oklahoma, we have tribal nations. So like the Chickasaw Nation, um, they operate independent of any like state health infrastructure. And so once they had gotten all of their people vaccinated who wanted it um, and served the other tribal communities in Oklahoma, then they were early on the scene being like, okay, if you're in Oklahoma – and you're over 16 years old, come to one of our tribal facilities and we will vaccinate you. And so I think having some uh, non-state government distribution situations going on helped. Um, so anyway, obviously, the population in Pennsylvania is far bigger than Oklahoma. <laughs> so I think, you know, for some of us who are maybe in smaller states that have different uh, populations that need to... Have access to the vaccine. I can see how it's going to move a little faster, but truly it was just like out of the blue, it was open for everyone. So anyway, um, I know it's like, I feel excited and nervous. I feel like it's going to be so awkward for a while getting out and around people again. Yeah,
1: right. And like, that was kind of the heart behind some of the questions in the the group too, was like, well, but like, how do you think you're going to handle adjusting to things opening up? And I like, prematurely like months ago started like kind of having some anxious feelings about things opening up and just feeling like i am receiving some comfort in the precautions that are being in place and thinking Mm -hmm. about those lifting really does kind of freak me out um and I think that's another reason why I changed my tune about the vaccine, too, was this mm. idea of, okay, we're not just lifting precautions because, um, well, how do I say this? <laughs> like, I, it just made me feel like, well, I can lift my personal precautions with more confidence if I yeah. have a vaccine. Not just, yeah. like, trust of, well, the threat has significantly decreased. Right. And so yeah. as a whole, we're kind of like changing things. It's it's also like, but, but for you specifically, Rebecca, you have some antibodies and you with, can proceed with confidence rather than just like,
0: ah, the risk is so much lower. Yes, um, yes, that totally makes sense. I'm absolutely tracking with you.
1: So I, I think though, like <laughs> it is gonna be interesting to see what it's like to maybe go back to a regular lifestyle of like busyness. I yeah. I've never really struggled too much with busyness. I've always been pretty um pretty able to say like busyness hasn't ever been something that I kind of saw as a benchmark of being productive enough or success, you know, in some ways that people can kind of like get that kind of mixed up in their head. I'm okay. saying no to things. (laughs) Mm, Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, even me, I've like, like I never leave the house last week. Nate um, let me sleep in and we missed church and he did it to be nice because he knew I was having a bad day. And I told him, I said, Nate, that's like really, really nice (laughs) of you. But like church is like literally the only place I'm going right now. So yep, you yep, just, yep. like, eliminated my yes. entire outing for the whole week. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. I think it'll be good to, like, add some things in. But I'm kind of like, well, but what else do we add in? I don't know. Um, hey, some speaking of church, somebody, yes. somebody did ask. Let me see. Who was it? Somebody did ask about how, if I have a church it was, update.
0: It was also Sarah um, okay. who asked yes. us about reading. She also asked if you had any church updates.
1: Well, uh, yes and no. Um, So I still, we still have not attended our, you could say, our home church. Mm -hmm. Um, We haven't been back there yet. And we also have not had that uh, important conversation with our pastors yet. Um, Mm -hmm. So still don't really know <laughs> uh, we found we had found another church that we were attending that had some protocols in place that we felt good about and our kids really like the children's ministry program there. Uh, there's another church that we're considering trying but man church shopping just is not fun in general and then to think about doing it still like during a pandemic it's like uh it's just and if we like left our church partially because of how they handled the pandemic, Then do we hold those same standards to like a new church? And then I I don't know. It's just, I hate it all. I I still get really upset about the whole church thing. Last week was Baptism Sunday at this new church that we've been going to. And I left like so mad. (laughs) Mm. And I told me, I said, I don't want to go back. I said, I don't want to go back for a baptism Sunday. I love baptism, um, but it is, it's like emotional in general. And then I think about my own kids being baptized. I'm like, well, where are they going to be baptized? And right. are they going to be baptized? He- are you still here? Yeah. I'm oh, right. okay. The Skype yeah. disappeared on me.
0: Sorry. Oh, weird. Hmm. Okay.
1: I'm here. I'm, I'm tracking. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um. Sorry. So, I think about, well, where are my kids going to be baptized? Are they going to be baptized here at this new church? Or are we going to go back to our old church? Are we going to be a whole new church? And I don't know. I just, I get angry. (laughs) So...
0: (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I understand. I understand. I lived that very specific pain, heartache, frustration for five years. So I get it so much. It's not fun at all. It's very emotionally exhausting. It's spiritually exhausting, which is something I don't think we talk about enough. Um, So yeah, I get it.
1: You know, I'm really trying to hold on to the thought that God is doing something here. And there's a psalm in particular that I really love, and the the bridge of it goes something like, "What the enemy for, meant for evil, you turned it for good." And I love that psalm so much. I'll I'll put a link to it in the show notes, so that if that speaks to you, you can look it up and listen to the whole thing. But just this idea that as it, like the enemy truly could take this discontent that my husband and I feel with our church right now, and truly plant seeds of like bitterness and anger and turn us away from the church like forever or god is going to turn it for good and he has the power to use it to to have us flourish and if and i i believe that he has a church that he wants us to be at and that he wants us to thrive at and it's going to take maybe some awful growing pains to get there, whether that's through reconciliation with our old church or whether it's through finding something new. Um, but he's not going to leave us just floundering forever. Like, he wants right. that for us. We, we want to be in a church building with a church community. And so I'm just cl- trying to cling on to that that he's going to turn all of this for good, all of this ugly from 2020, 2021, he can turn it for good. Yes. Man, oh man, it is so hard to see through the fog right now. That's just what I feel like. I feel like I'm in a fog with my family. And I know that there's steps ahead down the path for us to take, but I truly cannot see which direction we're supposed to go. And so we're just
0: waiting for that fog to lift. Mm. Thank you for sharing honestly about that. I know Like I said, for five years, I lived this. I know the tenderness that it is. Kyle and I, Kyle would try to initiate a conversation with me about it. I would just dissolve into sobs. Like it (laughs) was like so, so intense. So I get it. So thank you. I was, I saw that question. I was like, I don't know. Maybe we don't want to talk about it. She's not (laughs) ready to talk about it. But thank you for being open and honest about that because, because I know so many people can relate to that. So yeah. Yeah. All right, um, let's transition a little bit, maybe something a little bit lighter. Um, sure. another question from Grace, which by the way, i I tried to proposition Rebecca with this idea. <laughs> Uh, before we started recording that maybe we could take some of these that we don't get to and hop onto Instagram when this episode drops and do like a little Instagram live together, real-time conversation. So if we don't get to your question, hang tight. And then like Rebecca said, some of these are going to turn into actual episodes because you guys are great producers. But Grace asked, um, she said, this might be a weird question, but what thing – seems to define this season of life for you these days. She said, last year, I was super into poetry. And this year, I'm finding myself drawn to art. 2017, Grace is one of our superstars who has triplet boys, So she said 2017 was the year of the baby bottle. One year for me, it was lipstick. Maybe that will come around again in 2022. So Rebecca, as you think about, I I know two things that come to mind for me right now, and they are not as highbrow as Grace's poetry and art. (laughs)
1: I mean, Harry Styles, that's like the only thing on my list. (laughs) Did you expect me to say anything else? Like, I almost thought, well, we're not going to answer this one because it's all the things (laughs) I ever talk about anyway, especially on Overflows. My Uh, insane obsession with Harry Styles and romance novels like that. That's that's this time for me.
0: For sure, yeah. Uh, For me, it's Topo Chico, and I say that with all sincerity because Topo Chico liberated me from my lifelong, well, mostly lifelong, diet coke addiction. I drink Topo Chico all the time, Rebecca, all the time. Um, So there's that. And then also for me, it's TikTok.
1: (laughs) Well, yes, it is TikTok. Just last night, I told a friend of mine, I was boxing with her. And we were voxing back and forth, like live, like we were both on. And so we were boxing back and forth. And I said, okay, yeah. well, I'm going to start this new book. It's this one I just mentioned, this uh, Honey Don't List. I said, yeah. I have this new book I'm going to start. And then instead, I got on TikTok. And then I was sending her TikToks because she's one of my friends I sent TikToks yeah. to. And she told me today, she said, well, I knew. I was like, well, she's not reading. She's just reading TikTok." <laughs> And it's true. And I only got a chapter into my book because instead yes. I spent like an hour and a half watching TikTok.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Here's the thing that I could not have anticipated about TikTok. And I, again, I'm being very sincere about this. There people are so freaking creative. Like, I, I really think that it speaks to this thing that I just love about humans. Like, I love Harry Potter cosplay to me, I think is... So Wildly fascinating. And I love that in the cosplay community, which again, I've never done, will never do, but the cosplay community is so diverse. And so you see like all of these people that are putting their own spin with their own cultural background and understanding of the books, their spin on it as they're creating cosplay. I found an account on TikTok where it's two guys, they're comedians and it's complete nerd humor. Like they will do things like retell Greek myth through a d and a Dungeons and Dragons uh, session campaign. Oh, I'm like, that's like I, next level nerd. <laughs> yes, it's so nerdy. I was almost in tears because of how much I, I – this was one of the rare times that I clicked over their main profile and I just started watching like literally all of their TikToks. I rarely do that. But – there's just, it's such a specialized place where you can find whatever you're into. And also TikTok will be like, you know what you're not into, but you need to be here. <laughs> so I think that as I look back on this span of the quarantine, basically, I it will be hallmarked by TikTok for sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, TikTok knows me better than I even know myself. They started serving me um, fan fiction. Specifically, Harry Styles fan fiction
0: recommendations.
1: <laughs> it's creepy, I mean, isn't it? I mean, that's how I first originally like I shared with you. I was like, "Well, Meg told me all about fanfiction, but then it was a TikTok that was like, "Well, try this one. Yep. This is the one that you want." Yeah, yes. and a book talk. Sometimes you know, mm-hmm. book book recommendations, and they're always romance. Like the, Like yeah, it it listens. It, it it's it's listening to me so closely. <laughs>
0: Here's the thing. I don't get enough romance recommendations on book talk for some reason. And I'm sure I did this to myself unknowingly. My section of book talk is convinced that I only read fantasy novels, young adult fantasy, adult fantasy, whatever, which I do appreciate a great fantasy novel. Do not get me wrong. But sometimes I might like to branch out a little bit. I read other things book talk please help me find my next great read um okay before we wrap up again we're going to save some of these i have i want to ask this uh, smooch mary kill question from kelly braun do you have any others that you want to make sure we cover or that we can save others
1: um okay yeah i want to know if you are still doing the
0: t-rex diet oh yes katie asked this um So last year, Kyle and I did the caveman diet, which is all meat all the time, something I never thought I would do. But I did it to support him as he was trying to deal with some, like, inflammation issues that were flaring up for him. And honestly, I did it for myself, too, because I have um, some blood sugar issues that were there before I got pregnant with Nico and have not really sorted themselves out great yet. Um, So we did do that for... I don't know. What was it like two months last summer, two or three months? Um, and it was great. And I lost a lot of weight and I felt really good. The only thing is, Rebecca, it's just so freaking boring after a while to the point where you're just like, I don't even, like, I don't even want to eat because I just cannot bear the thought of eating another steak or whatever. So no, we transitioned out of that. We have made some more lasting changes, like we definitely, definitely have way less sugar around the house than we have in the past. And so that's been good, um, especially for me with my blood sugar stuff. Um, But yeah, it was a, it was a good experiment. It did help, absolutely helped Kyle with the inflammation um, that was kind of flaring up as an eczema patch that would not go away no matter what it, it uh, absolutely eliminated that and that has not come back. So I do think there's some value in it if you need to do some very strict elimination to see what's going on in your system. Um, but yeah, it's, it would be really hard to be on that for a long time.
1: So, so. it was like only meat, like no, no vegetables,
0: no vegetables, meat and eggs. That's it. Ah, oh, goodness. That, yeah, that's intense. It was intense. Yes, it was. <laughs> Um, Okay, so let me ask this. I love this question from Kelly Braun. She said she asked it at the Popcasts, uh, Ask Us Anything. So she's asking us, too, a round of smooch, marry, or kill. And our three choices, Rebecca, are daylight savings, scrubbing a bathroom, and painting your house. I hate this question. (laughs) I don't like it either. I don't super... I mean, I will say, I do know what my marry is, but... um, Hmm, I feel conflicted about the rest of it.
1: Okay, but I I like unreasonably get angry about daylight savings. Like I Whoa. hate it so much.
0: So you're gonna kill Daylight Savings. I think Rebecca? I, I I think I would. I'm here to tell you I would marry Daylight Savings. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Ew. What? No. What? Ew. I will marry the daylight savings that leads us out of the darkness and into the light of long days. I hate, I hate after daylight savings ends and we go into the darkness of fall and winter.
1: Well, yes, but if I'm killing it, it's with the understanding that we're we're keeping it light out. I'm not voting in in honor of like being in the dark. No, we're just going to keep the summertime schedule all the time. That's- Is that how
0: it works if you kill daylight savings?
1: Yes. Yes well, I that's mean- how it works. I make the <laughs> rules.
0: <laughs> well, I stand upon the rock of marrying daylight savings oh. when we spring forward. Okay. I okay. love it so much.
1: Well how you like springing forward. I hate the dark. I think we both feel the same way. I think we're just looking at we're it just
0: Yeah, we're coming at it from completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay, how do we feel about scrubbing a bathroom? Is that going to be a smooch or a merry for you? Since you're killing daylight savings time. Why are we doing this to ourselves? I don't like these. I
1: can't make the decision because I can't make decisions painting yes. my house. Oh, I, no, can't, can't. I can't make any kind of decision about... Yeah anything. So yes. like to pick paint colors continuously to like marry painting my house, I would be living in a constant state of indecision and and uh yeah, decision fatigue and what? Decluttering and cleaning and having to move furniture. That sounds awful.
0: What if it's painting the outside of your house because uh Kelly followed up that she would marry painting your house because you do it once and you're done for a long time. Well, maybe I guess could be for the inside either. I, okay. I will say I would kill painting the house. I hate painting so much. I can't even imagine having to paint the exterior of your house, but even just painting a room in the house. I hate it. It is so tedious to me. It's so detail oriented. It, it, like you said, you have to move all the furniture out. I cannot think of anything I would want to do less. So that's a big kill for me painting the house. Which means that leaves me, Rebecca, in the very awkward (laughs) slot of smooching, scrubbing a bathroom, which I honestly do not hate. I find cleaning to be pretty cathartic. Now, there was some follow-up discussion in the comments about how terrible it is to scrub a bathroom that boys and men use. That's true facts. Absolutely. I have eight-year-old twin boys, so I I understand that. But I just find... The before and afterness of it all, especially it's like a confined space. There's usually not a lot of clutter that you have to move around, put away. I find cleaning up. A- Did you hear that? Yeah. Did you draw something? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't in my room. I think it was in the boys' room. Oh. It was really loud. Um. Anyway. I just find the whole act of cleaning a bathroom to be pretty cathartic, not to the point where I want to marry it, but I, I'd smooch that. I I, I can't handle this question. I don't know why I'm having
1: like, such a hard time playing along. It just stresses me out so much. I like, just don't even want to answer. I'm just like, no, like I've lived through COVID. I'm not answering this question. It, why am I subjecting myself to this kind of stress?
0: That is hilarious. Okay, I'm going to pull this question out of this thread and put it into the main group so that the superstars can weigh in and maybe, hopefully, not be quite as stressed out as Rebecca has been. Do you think that it's because you're a six and sixes have the whole, like, committee need to weigh in before they make decisions kind of thing? Do you well, think yes, that's playing I into to it? I survey
1: all my friends first before I make this decision. <laughs> no, I think there's also a little bit of confusion. Like paint your house am i painting my if i marry that am i painting my house like every day or like every week or am i painting it once and then i'm done like you know and i think with scrubbing a bathroom does this mean i have to always be scrubbing the bathroom
0: right yeah i think that it's a one-time thing
1: okay then i'll marry painting the house i'll kill scrubbing a bathroom and i'll smooch daylight savings there done decided
0: done (laughs) you did it i'm proud of you thanks Okay, like I said, we're going to take some of these we'll we'll throw them out on Instagram to share with the people. Um, And again, some of these are going to make some really excellent sort of awesome content. We have so much fun stuff ahead for sort of awesome as the podcast as our community. You guys, thank you so much. You are a huge reason that we have a future. That's sort of awesome. And that's mm-hmm. the actual truth. And you mm-hmm. have been part of the future of sort of awesome since the beginning of our Patreon crew. So thank you superstars so much, um, Rebecca, if people want to hit you up later to talk about how awesome uh, painting your house can be <laughs> uh, yes. or to find directions on the internet to, is it who names the colors? Yes, so who names it? the colors. Mm-hmm. for the it's on, fanf- Watt, it's on Wattpad. Okay. Fanfic yeah. uninitiated may want to check in with you. Anyway, where can we find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me at simplyrebecca.com and everywhere on social media at simplyrebecca.
0: Okay, you guys can find me personally at Sort of Awesome Meg and all of the places and, of course, Sort of Awesome is on all of the platforms that you would hope we would be on, except for maybe Twitter. We're not great with the Twitter. But otherwise, <laughs> you can find us by searching Sorta Awesome wherever. Am I forgetting anything? I At the end of these, I'm always
1: like, what else do we even say? Just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for paying yes. us for this very specific <laughs> content that surely is speaking straight to your souls, filling an immense need in your life. Yep.
0: absolutely okay superstar seriously thank you so much and thank you for listening and we'll see y'all next time